Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Worship Center in Brighton, Michigan. We hope you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit faithworshipcenter.org. Um, first off, as always, I just um, I want to say that I, I appreciate Pastor Asher. Thank you, brother, for giving me this opportunity to speak tonight. Um, you know, it's always an honor to get up here. And whether I'm opening up the service or uh, closing the service, you know, standing behind the pulpit, giving a word. Well, uh, you know, I wouldn't call it standing. It would probably be more like pacing back and forth as the spirit gives me mobility. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I... Uh, uh, our, our cameraman, Bill, he, uh, you know, he told me, he said, man, it's, it's hard to keep up with you sometimes. And I was like, man, I just, you know, I get excited. I get excited. Praise the Lord, you know. Um, so the message that the Lord has laid on my heart for tonight is a growing issue here in America. Um, there's so much confusion in the world concerning our identity, you know. I just, before I go any further, I just want to get to it. And if you guys could open up your Bibles, please, to 1 Peter 2, 9. And you could say, Amen, Hallelujah, when you are there. All right, hallelujah. It says, but you, but you, all right? It's already personal. It's already, this is a personal scripture. You know, so I want you to hear this scripture and I want you to take it and hold it into your heart. I want you to hold it there. So again, it says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Praise the Lord. You know, other versions say marvelous light, which I kind of, I like marvelous over wonderful. Um, Wow. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Mm. All right. So after reading that scripture, I want to ask all of you a question, which happens to be the title of the message. Who are you? Who are you? If you could bow your heads, please ask the Lord for his blessing. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for the blood that you shed on the cross for all of us, Heavenly Father. 
We thank you, Lord God, for your word, Lord, your promise, Lord. This, this, this question that has been echoing in my mind, Lord God, I just, I just asked, this is what you would have your people hear, Lord, and I just asked that you would soften their hearts to be able to receive this message. Open their ears to hear it and their eyes to see it, Lord God. I pray for confirmations. I pray for healing. I pray for deliverance, Heavenly Father. I pray that their questions may be answered. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come, for I cannot do this on my own. I need your anointing, Father. Send me your anointing, Lord God. Anoint my words, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. And we all pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray amen and amen. You know, I asked all of you a very, very important question. Who are you? If you were to ask me this question, you know, there would be many ways that I, that I could answer it, and none of them really would be incorrect. For instance, who is Greg Garris Jr.? Well, Greg Garris Jr. is a welder, right? Greg is a father of the three most wonderful children in the world. I'm, I'm not biased. <laughs> Greg is a Jesus freak. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, Greg is the son of Donna and Greg Sr. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Honestly, there's many levels to that question. But it all comes down to this answer. This is Greg's identity. Greg is a child of God Almighty, the Lord Most High. And you know what? If you are born again, then so are you. That is a reason to get excited. So are you. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I, I just look at the Brad. You are a child of God. Jessica, you are a child of God. Carl, you are a child of Brian, child of God. Bill, a child of God. Linda, a child of God. Children of God. Yes, praise the Lord. Jimmy, child of God. I don't think there's a Jimmy here, but if there was and he was born again, he would be a child of God. Amen. That's something that should rise up in your soul, should get you pumped up, should get you enthusiastic, should get you excited. Praise God. Oh, I feel that. I feel that tonight. You know, you know what, what does that entail, being a child of God? Really, what, what does that say? Well, for starters... You are loved. You are loved. You know, I think this is number one and should always be as it's something we all want. This is something that everyone desires to be loved. We all desire this. You know, Colossians 3.12 says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. <laughs> you are dearly loved, not just loved, dearly loved. That word dearly means with affection, it also means heartily or earnestly. 
And the most fitting, in my opinion, is the third de definition for dearly. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. At a high rate or price. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Which you were blood bought. Blood bought by Jesus Christ at an extremely high rate. And the price was his excruciating death. You know, probably the most famous scripture of all time is John 3.16. You know, a lot of us know it, know it by heart. It says, you know, it says it all, really. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for us on the cross. Thank you for what you did, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, but then there's Romans. Romans 5.8. Which says, but God, okay, there's that, but God, you know, I love it when it says, but God in scripture. That's probably one of my favorite, fa favorite things. When I see a scripture and it starts out with, but God, that's been my whole life. That's, I mean, seriously, isn't that why we're all here? Because we were on our way to hell, but God, but God. God stepped in. He intervened. Isn't that why we're here? It's a but God. I mean, I could, I could go the rest of the time on but God. <laughs> I really could. I could. Because we were all a slave to sin, but God. Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. You know, now going back to that scripture, because I didn't even get through it. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sin while we were still sinners Christ died for us while we were still sinners Christ died for us you know isn't that so amazing that that Christ gave his life for us before we came to repentance not knowing if we ever would i mean i mean think about that for a second really think about this for a second he went through all he went through all of what he went through knowing that many would never come to repentance wow that's sobering what a loving god what a loving god that we serve you know that's <laughs> He gave us the free will to choose, but still he gave his life up, hoping that all, that all would accept the free gift of salvation. All. This is God's heart. This is why Jesus hasn't came back for us yet. We know this from what it says in 2 Peter 3.9. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. You know, everyone thinks that he's taking his time or he's just being slow about it. But in reality, it's because he wants as many people to make it to heaven 
Why? To be with him. <laughs> to be with him. He wants as many people to make it as possible. He doesn't want to see anyone go to hell. Not one single person. Doesn't this... I, I personally, I, I take responsibility. I feel like a responsibility. I feel like, wow, like, well, that means this is God's heart. So I got to tell everybody about this because this is what God, this is what God wants. God wants all of us. So we got to tell everybody, everybody about the free gift of salvation. It's a free gift. You don't have to do anything to receive it. it it's yours for free. You know, another thing I want to mention is kind of off topic, but this I believe is profound and incredible to think about. It's like a golden nugget the Lord dropped in my mind one day. I was thinking, you know, that if a thousand years is a day and a day is a thousand years to the Lord, which is stated in 2 Peter 3.8, that means according to the Lord, Jesus was here two days ago. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I thought about that. I was like, hold on. <laughs> That's, uh, wow, right? I mean, I mean, you could sit on that for a while. Jesus was here two days ago, two days ago, day before yesterday. I mean, that literally blew my mind, you know. Going back to the main topic, you are loved. You are loved. Praise God. You know, I want to say that a few times because I think people really need to hear it and let it soak in. I think you should let it, you know, speak to your heart. You are loved. You are loved, child of God. You are loved, child of God. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Praise the Lord. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Oh, you know, this is a great time to bring up a testimony of a guy that I recently saw. It's gone viral. It's a story. And I want to preface this with, you know, I'm not saying because now he's, you know, people are listening to him and he is he is being deceived and he's not, you know, he's not following following the sound doctrine. But he did meet Jesus. And I want to give this testimony because it's very powerful. You know, this guy, he was he was he was a high priest, but he wasn't just a high priest in the satanic church in South Africa. But he was the co-founder. He was the co-founder of the satanic church in South Africa. And this hop happened not that long ago. And it, it really moved me. It moved me to tears. You know, he said that he was doing a radio station interview. And to promote the church on one of the radio shows, they asked him about Jesus. <laughs> he said that he told them that he didn't believe that Jesus existed. Mm. After the radio show was over, one of the ladies that was, that was in the interview, I guess, came up to him and said, it's such a pleasure to meet you, and gave him this big giant hug and just held him and just embraced him. You know, he started crying in this video testimony. And 
I just immediately felt the Holy Spirit. And he admitted that he has never experienced or felt love like that before in his life. You know, he said he didn't understand it or know what to think of it. And then fast forward, this is where, <laughs> this is where it gets incredible. Fast forward, he's, he's going and he's doing a satanic ritual, right? He's, you know, trying to, trying to seek how he can receive more influence and more power. And in the middle of the ritual, in the middle of the ritual, Jesus Christ comes to him. Jesus Christ appears to him. <laughs> you know, he looked at Jesus and said with an attitude, he said with an attitude, whatever, if you are Jesus Christ, then prove it. <laughs> this man broke down in the video telling the story, and I mean, tears were streaming down his face. You know, after saying that, and I'm going to tell you in his own words what he said. He said, Jesus flooded me with the most beautiful love and energy and that he recognized it immediately to how it felt when that woman gave him a hug. You know, he said that throughout his life has been four Christians that have shown him this unconditional love of Christ. And it's because of them and his encounter with Jesus is why he chose to go God's way and accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You know, he said one thing that all Satanists have in common is that they are all broken and hurt in some way. You know, I, I want to propose a question to all of you. What if we all exhibited that same unconditional love of Jesus Christ to the world? What if we all, no matter what anyone did, no matter what anyone said, we showed them the love of Christ? How many people, how many more people do you think would come to the Lord? I know that's hard to do sometimes. I know when people come against you and, and you know, People talk bad about you or talk bad to your face, you know, but what if, what if, what if we all did that? How many people would be like, there's something different. There's something different about him. I think I want what he has. What's, what's up with you? Why are you so nice? I'm so mean to you, but you're, you're so nice to me. Why? You know, I, I think that conversation would come up a lot more often than it does. You know, I mean, it's an incredible, it's incredible thought, but it's, it's also sad because that goes to show that, you know, how many people are walking in the flesh and not the spirit, you know, and I just, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's show everybody the unconditional love of Jesus Christ. No matter what they say to you, no matter what they do to you, you are loved. You are loved. <laughs> now, another thing, another thing you are, 
You are chosen. You are chosen. Every single one of you, you are chosen. Everybody over the live stream, you are chosen. Deuteronomy 14, 1 through 2, it says, You are the children of the Lord your God. Skipping down to verse 2, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. A special treasure... You are chosen by God, by the creator of the universe. He chose you. And it's something to get excited about. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> choosing, choosing us for himself. You know, that's huge. Isn't that what we all desire? I know I want to be chosen by somebody. Amen. You know, but reading the scripture, it speaks healing to my heart. Because all while, you know, we can get down on ourselves, which I have many times. The scripture says not only you are chosen, but God Almighty chose you. Woo! <laughs> wow. How amazing is that? Let's not take this statement for granted. God Almighty chose you, chose you, chose you. Wow. You know, I don't know, maybe, maybe this isn't, maybe this is for me, because I feel that. I really, 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 really feel that. You know, we have to trust his timing. And know that he knows what's best for us. And that's hard. That's really hard sometimes. You know? But no matter how hard it may be, it's true. A scripture I go to when my mind goes to this place is Matthew 6.33. A very, very popular scripture. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. All of these things will be added to you. You know, I personally favor the NLT translation of that scripture, which says, seek the kingdom of God above all else mm. and live righteously, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Amen. Wow. Mm, that speaks to me. You know. I hear that, and that means keep your eyes fixed on Jesus before anything else. Put him first, and then, and only then, will he give you everything you need. But you need to put him first. He wants to be top priority in your life. And if you adhere to this, he has promised to bless you. He has promised to bless you. Promised. <laughs> and not just a little blessing here and there. But his will for your life is stated clearly in John 10.10. 10, prefaced with what the enemy wants for us. It says the thief, which is the devil. 
The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I, Jesus Christ, have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, praise you, Father. Oh, I feel that. You know, whenever I feel alone or, or I miss a family member or friend, and, you know, I, I, it reminds me, I, I remember that I have Jesus right there with me. You know, he's right there with me. And sure, I know that I might not be able to see his physical body. I, I, I know that. But I can sure feel his presence. Amen. I can sure feel his presence, especially if I press in and seek his face. If I, if I press in and I pray and I talk to him, I can feel him. I, I, I feel him all around me. You know, another thing I realized is, sure, while I can't see him in physical form, all I got to do is go outside and he's everywhere. You know, what do I mean? I mean... You know, I go to state parks a lot, a lot, because I like to fish. <laughs> and 99% of the time, I am by myself, okay? Sometimes, to be honest, I might spend six or seven hours there in nature, by myself. And, you know, when I'm there, I, I will look up at the sky. I'll look at the clouds. I'll look at nature, birds flying by. I'll look at the trees. I mean, have you ever looked at how intricate a tree is? I mean, seriously, have you ever looked at a tree? I mean, the leaves, the branches, the bark, and it's alive. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And they've been here hundreds of years, some of them. Like, I don't know. That's incredible to me. Look at the water. Look at how beautiful water is. How it moves so freely. You know how it glistens when the sun reflects off of it. This is beautiful. This is Jesus. This is our Lord. This is our creator. He created this for us. He created this for us. Mm. How about ants? Y'all are like, what? Ants. Seriously, I mean, the organization of ants, seriously, they are so organized. I mean, let's be honest here. Ants are light years ahead of a lot of us, ahead of me. <laughs> they are incredibly organized. You know, and I don't know if that speaks to you, but all this stuff, I believe, is really overlooked. I really do. I think that these are simple things, but I think that we tend to take them for granted. You know, all of these things are incredible creations made by one creator. And that one creator chose you. He chose you. He chose you. Get excited. Like, come on. Praise the Lord. Wow. He chose me. <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. The, you know, 
Don't let the enemy tell you that you're not important because you're not just important. You're chosen. You're a child of God. He created the, the, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, the earth, the water, the birds, the trees, the grass, the ants. He created it all. Get excited. Oh, my goodness. And he chose you. Wow. Oh, my goodness. You are a child of God. Amen. Isaiah 41.9 says, I have called you back from the ends of the earth, saying, you, you are my servant. For I have chosen you and will not throw you away. I have chosen you and I will not throw you away. Isn't that an incredible promise? Oh, yes, he does. He loves us. The unconditional love. The, mm, oh, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm. You know, another thing you are, you are forgiven. You are justified. You are cleansed and you are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And you are on your way to heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Woo. Yes. Oh, I feel that in my soul. I feel that. You are on your way to heaven. Mm -mm -mm. You don't have to do anything but have faith and believe. Believe that he already did what needed to be done. There is nothing that you can do to make God love you anymore. There is nothing you can do to make God forgive you anymore. You are holy. You are blameless and righteous in his sight, covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, a couple scriptures to go along with that. Romans 5.1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -mm -mm. We have peace. Peace. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Galatians 2.16 says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even if we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of of the law. Mm, nothing you can do. Absolutely nothing. You can you can try to you can try to get that righteousness and 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 get that all you want, but it's not. No, you're already there. You are already there. Praise God. Mm. Ephesians 1 7. This says that in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. It's his blood. The power is in the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Satan will always, always try and throw your past in your face. He'll always remind you of your past failures. Always. He'll always do that. He'll always try to convince you that you're still the same person that you were. But you tell that devil. But you tell that devil that I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. I am a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Oh, yes. My past is dead and gone. Oh, thank you, Lord. Mm. Everything you have done is under the blood and your slate is wiped clean. Oh, you are righteous. You are holy. And you are blameless. Mm. You know, if. If Satan comes at you or, or tries to use people to come at you and, re, and, and remind you of, of your past failures or remind you of who you used to be, you know, you tell Satan the blood of Jesus is against you. You have to go in the name of Jesus. You say, for I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Woo! Oh, I love that. I love that scripture. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. Don't let him lie to you, folks. Don't let him lie to you. He is the father of lies. Another lie he tells us is God doesn't hear us. And he doesn't care about you or what you're going through. This is so far from the truth. But sadly, this is what keeps so many from accepting and really embracing the Lord and his will for their lives. You know, I vividly remember many years ago, believing in God, believing in God. I knew there was a creator. I knew there was, I knew, I knew that he was real. I knew it in my heart that he existed, but I didn't care about him because I thought and really believed that he didn't care about me. I took the bait. I, I, I took it and I ran with it. I say, he doesn't care about me. What a lie. Mm. You know, I was incredibly deceived and I am here to tell you that you are heard. He hears you. He hears not only every single word that comes out of your mouth, but every thought that you think. <laughs> Praise God. That's incredible. That's amazing. You know, he sees every tear that you cry. He knows everything you're going through, whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, whatever it is, trust, trust and believe that he knows. He knows your heart. He knows what matters to you most. 
He knows you better than anyone in the world. He knows. He knows. You know, Psalm 139, 1 through 4, it says, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. Mm, mm, that's powerful. Another is Psalm 55, 16 through 17. But I will call on God and the Lord will rescue me. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. But I will call on God and the Lord will rescue me morning, noon, and night. I cry out in my distress and the Lord hears my voice. He hears your voice. He hears every single, every single word that comes out and every thought that pops up in your head. Praise the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Now, here's one that really, really gets me going. It really excites me. It really does. And it's all made possible by what Jesus did for us on the cross. You are an heir of God and a participant in Abraham's blessing. <laughs> what is Abraham's blessing and why should you care about that? Well, this is actually huge and it's a game changer. It really is. This is huge. We meet Abraham near the very beginning of our Bible in Genesis chapter 12. The story of Abraham carries all the way through the Bible. From Genesis to the book of Revelation. It's not an Old Testament concept. See, God told Abraham and made a promise to him that through him, every person would be blessed. Every single person. You know, now because that we've been born again and adopted into a new family tree, this family tree, this is God's family tree. We've been adopted into God's family tree. All of the blessings that have been promised to Abraham, we now inherit. Oh, praise you, Father. There's two passages. One in Genesis chapter 12, I'm going to read verse 2 and 3. It says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Mm, mm. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> now, I... I encourage you to read Deuteronomy 28 in its entirety. I, I really, really do. It's actually one of my favorite. It, it's, it's, I mean, really, it's one of my favorite passages. The whole, the whole chapter, really. I love Deuteronomy 28. You know, but I'm going to read a couple that stand out. Verse 6. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. Wow. Really. Wherever you go, 
And whatever you do, you will be blessed. Mm. Verse 8. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do. And will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. Oh. Verse 12. The Lord will send rain. At the proper time, at the proper time. That's so important. <laughs> That's so important. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens. And will bless all the work you do. All of it. You will lend to many nations. But you will never need to borrow from them. He's going to bless you so much that you're going to have an overabundance. That you're going to lend to everyone. And nobody, you're not going to need to ever borrow from anyone. This is incredible. This is amazing. I mean, this, is, this really is a game changer. I mean, if you put that in your heart. And finally, verse 13 if you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will always be on top and never at the bottom. Wow, what incredible promises. Praise the Lord. Mm. Oh, I feel that. I feel that in my spirit. Mm. We will always be on top, top. We will never be in the bottom. Oh, oh, thank you, Lord. Mm. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know how many promises you've been told that were broken. Or how many promises you've broken. You know, because if we're, if we're going to be honest here, we've all been on both sides, whether it's intentional or not. We've all been there. I don't, you know, the greatest part about these promises, though, is that it's the Lord promising us. This is the Lord promising us this. And you know what? The Lord cannot and will not and will never lie. He can't. He can't lie. So you take these promises and you hold them in your heart. Hmm. He has always been and will always be faithful. You know, when everyone else has turned their back on you, there's one. There's one that you can count on. One that will never leave your side. One that will never forsake you. Never. Not sometimes, not occasionally. He will never, ever leave you. That's right. He loves you. The Lord, your God, the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I feel that. Oh, thank you, Lord. Mm. You know, here's another one. 
that gets me it gets me all excited it really does this gets me excited and you know it's it kind of gets me excited like the way pastor asher a couple weeks ago how he described that 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 man that was on 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 lunch break i believe at work and he was like he read it you know and read it read how the lord parted the sea and and he he got up and he danced and pastor asher went you know, that's how I feel when I read this. I feel like, woo, I'm excited. Somebody get excited in here. Oh, my goodness. You know, this goes right along with everything we've been already talking about from being chosen to being freed from bondage to being loved and even speaks of blessing. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Praise God. Oh, it's eight, eight verses, eight powerful, powerful verses. John 15, nine through 17 says, I have loved you even as the father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is, this is Jesus. This is Jesus speaking. <laughs> so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Oh, don't we need that? We need that. The world needs that. Everybody needs, everybody needs that joy says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. <laughs> you are my friends. This is Jesus speaking. You are my friends. Wow. Wow. You are my friends. And if you do what I command, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go. And produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. Love. You are loved. You are chosen. You are forgiven. Wow. Mm. You are Jesus' friend. 
take that personal tonight. You are Jesus's friend. When you're driving home, talk to him. He's your friend. He's your friend. Literally, like, y'all are best buds. You know? Talk to him like that. Have reverence. Absolutely. But realize that the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ is more. It's more than a thank you, Lord, for this food. Bless this food. It's more than a thank you, Lord, for another day. It's more than a Lord, watch over me as I sleep. May I wake up tomorrow. It's more than that. It's an all day. Christianity isn't a religion. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior and the creator of the universe. Mm. Mm. Praise God. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. You know, this is so profound, and on top of that, there's, there's, other, there's other hidden gems in all of that. There, there really is. I mean, you could read that over and over and over, you know, but I want you to remember that, that you are chosen, that you are chosen. Remember that, that you didn't choose him, but he chose you. He chose you. The Father will give you whatever you ask for as long as you ask in Jesus' name. You know, it says, of course, you're asking something that in, is in his will for your life. But he'll give it to you. <laughs> this is, this is a, a huge promise. I mean, it really is. You know, I'm going to say that before, before I had this, it's funny how the Lord works because before I had this message, the Lord had put something else on my heart and <laughs> he immediately was like, oh, you know, I'm studying this for this other message. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, that's not it. Oh, oh, okay. But then. I realized that the other message was for me and I was studying that and there was something that he wanted to show me and it's something that I want to share with all of you. You know, the Holy Spirit did something interesting. You know, he had me, he had me question why I hadn't reached out to everybody that I've ever known on social media. He had me question that. You know, and I, I, I didn't have an answer. And I realized, why wouldn't I want to? Why wouldn't I want to? Why wouldn't I want to let everybody know Jesus Christ, the love of Christ? Why wouldn't I want to tell everybody, look what the Lord has done. You remember, Greg, you remember him. You remember him bound by drugs and alcohol. You remember him in and out of jail. You remember him, who he was. He's dead. New creation in Christ. 
It's real, folks. It's real. <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing. And and in doing this, I I started just man. I started just sending everybody friend friend requests. I send this 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 person this person, and then it was it was very it was very sobering because I ran across a lot of people that weren't here anymore. A lot of people that I grew up with, a lot of people that I talked with, a lot of people that I hung out with, a lot of people that I went to school with, a lot of people that I shared, you know, I, I, I shared a relationship with. We, we, were, we were close friends and, you know, meeting each other halfway or, or, or meeting each other at the store or, you know, and, and go hang out till, you know, midnight, you know, at the park and talking and, and, and having heart to hearts and bonding. There's people that I had no idea we're gone and they're in eternity. And it was sobering. I, uh, I shed a lot of tears because it made me think, oh no, I'm late. I'm late. Oh no. But it was the Lord showing me that this is serious. We need to reach out to everybody with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to tell everyone how serious this is. Today is the day for salvation. Not tomorrow, not tonight, right now. And that's something that we should be stressing to everybody. You know, yes, Jesus loves you. And Jesus can heal you. Jesus can break the chains of bondage. Jesus can deliver you. Jesus can help you financially, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. Jesus is the answer for all of it. Why? Because this life is not about me and you. It's about him. This is his story. This isn't our story. And you know what? It's a privilege to be a part of his story. You know, something I found that his story is history. His story is history. It's his story. This is his story. All of this, all of it, it's not about us. <laughs> you know, there's people that I went to school with that, that were no longer here and I went through their posts and I went through people that posted on their page and they were, they were, they were so upset. And I, I saw people that would, that would post on their wall. And this person had been gone for years, years. And they were, they were still talking to them. Oh my gosh, I miss you so much. And I wish you were here. And that just, you know, a lot of these people that I didn't even know, their friends, their family members, I just started I started praying for him because I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I hope that this brings them to repentance. I hope this, this w awakens something in their heart and takes the veil from off of their eyes to realize that there's more to this. That this life, this life doesn't end right here. That everybody is still alive somewhere. That it doesn't end just because you leave this earth. You go somewhere. You know, I'm going to, before we end off, I want to give a personal testimony. 
of how we are, in fact, new creations in Christ. And this is something I've been wanting to share for a while. You know, if you would have asked me that, what was the one sin problem? What was the one thing that was most detrimental? I would have told you that it was my anger. I know. That's pretty crazy to think. You see me, everybody that knows me now, I can't stop smiling. How does this guy get angry, right? But once upon a time, before Jesus Christ, I was different. I was not who I am today. And this is a testimony of that. You know, unfortunately, it was a couple years into my walk with the Lord, and I was still dealing with horrible outbursts of anger. You know, it's something that I had been dealing with my whole life. I'm, I'm talking about since I was a little kid. And I don't mean throwing temper tantrums because I didn't get my way. I mean literally getting so angry to the point of panic attacks and physically shaking. I realized as I grew older, it was a family thing. That my mother's father had this. So I was told and believed that it was perfectly normal and expected for me. Now here I am in my 30s and now walking with the Lord, yet still dealing with this crippling anger. I was so confused as to why I was dealing with this because I knew it was sin, yet I couldn't stop it. I remember crying out to the Lord, yet nothing. I'm still getting angry and losing control. This baffled my mind. One day I'm at work and my dad texted me, recommending that I listen to the message of the cross on SBN. So I did. And let me tell you that something happened that day on the inside of my heart. I heard one episode and I just realized that this was it. I went into the archives online and I listened to a year's worth in about a month and a half. Seven hours a day. They were in the book of Romans. I, I remember it like yesterday. You know, I knew that this was the answer for everything. Every sin problem, every worry or concern, every question I had, it all started making sense to me. Then they stressed how we should be seeking the baptism with the Holy Spirit. So I, of course, started asking for it. And one day while welding at work, it hit me or he hit me. Okay. Now, I noticed an enthusiasm to tell everyone I came into contact with about Jesus and this was obvious as it was to my coworkers and everyone around me at the time, but something else happened that wasn't as obvious. And I'm not equating this to the baptism because it was most certainly the message of the cross and understanding what Jesus did for me and putting my faith in that. I remember getting into an argument and in the heat of the moment, when I would normally start freaking out and shaking and yelling and punching walls and everything else, I... I you know, I felt the calmness take over my body. My heart wasn't pounding. <laughs> my body wasn't shaking. My mind wasn't racing. And then out of the blue, a thought popped in my head. I knew this wasn't me. It said very clearly, stop. Turn around and walk away. Everything will be okay. I was very puzzled. I had no idea what was going on because I was getting yelled at while this was going on inside my head. And I was so, I was, okay. So I, I, 
I listened, and I very calmly turned around, walked away, and went and sat down. About an hour, that person came and apologized to me. Which this person was not one to apologize, so I immediately understood that what I experienced was supernatural. This was God. This was the Holy Spirit working and moving. You know, there was a couple other times this happened, but for the time's sake, I'm just going to jump to the reason why I told you this testimony and what it has to do with this message. You know, I went to doctors, I went to counselors, I, I talked to friends, I talked to family. Every single person told me, it's okay, Greg, you just have an anger problem. You're just going to need to take medication and go to counseling to seek professional help. Which I did these things because I thought they would help. Everyone was on board with this, but, you know, none of that stuff really worked. It really didn't. The most that it did was mask the problem instead of providing me with a solution. You know, all while everyone was saying, Greg, you have anxiety, depression. Oh, you're hypermanic or whatever else they said. This is what the world said about Greg. This is who they said I was, and I believed it. Until I learned who God says I am. God said, your family bloodline might be tainted with anger problems, but you've been supernaturally adopted into my bloodline into my family tree. You're a part of my family now. The world says you're an addict. I say you're free from bondage. The world says you're anxious. I say you're delivered. The world says you're lonely. I say I am always with you and will never leave you. The world says you're a sinner. I say you're forgiven. The world says you're condemned. I say you're righteous and holy. The world says you're defeated. I say you're the victor. Woo! Mm, mm, mm. Praise God. So let me end with this. When the world is telling you what you are, telling you you're a failure, telling you that you should be further than where you're at in life, telling you that because of your situation, you should be depressed, telling you that your mother had an anger problem, so it's normal for you to be angry too. Or your father had a problem, so you will too. Or whatever your bloodline says. Forget who or what the world says you are. And just remember who God says you are. 